Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. At SLRC, they understand your dream to move. Moving up, moving on, moving your body, moving mountains. SLRC can help you find the focus to define your finish line. As a top 10 run shop in America, they use their 25 years of experience to provide custom shoe fit analysis and offer a premium assortment of footwear and workout essentials. Locally owned, locally operated. SLRC is movement inspired. Visit saltlakerunning.com to schedule your shoe fitting today. Host of Eden, Season 2, Episode 3, Endangered Witness. Last time on Host of Eden, Season 2, Marion discovers the ability to mobily use the powers of the Genesis device. They are confronted by some mysterious creature in the bushes, and then they get a call from the President of the United States who needs their help. Now we find them outside of a hospital room. Marion and Mason standing with the President of the United States. Inside the room is Colby Barnhart. He's on life support. You can hear the sound of the heartbeat monitor. The President is explaining to Marion and Mason what happened. This is Special Agent Colby Barnhart. Three nights ago, he says, he radioed in a frantic call while in pursuit of of something or someone. The president plays the recording. This is Special Agent Barnhart requesting support. Multiple people down. Suspect is somehow... Bodies... Using some type of device to move from... To the other... And then sounds of tire screeching and a car crashing. The president continues. Whatever it was, it left a trail of dead bodies behind. But the strange thing is that there was no detectable cause of death in any of them. It was as if they had just dropped dead for no reason. Whoever or whatever this was, it was after some type of top secret information. Mason asked, what type of information were they after? The president says, well, they accessed a file on something known as the Belt's Sphere was an object found on a farm many years ago that had very strange properties. It was handed over to the military for research and it eventually got put into some storage with no real understanding of what it was or where it came from. Marion changes the subject. So, Mr. President, what do you want from us? Agent Barnhart, the president explains, is our only eyewitness to what happened. We need to know what he saw. But the doctors are barely keeping him alive. In fact, they don't think he's going to make it through the night. Marion's confused. Uh, I still don't know what you want from us. We can't just go in and read his memories. Well, the president says, I was thinking you could use the Genesis device and do that switch thingy and put him into another body. 
Mason and Marion are very shocked by this request. They're so new at this whole protector thing that they don't even know if they can honor the president's request at all. Marion responds, It's not that simple, Mr. President. Not every host can hold multiple scions or personalities. So you have to find the right host and then convince them to allow us to transfer Agent Barnhart inside of them, which also means that we'll have to reveal the entire nature of the human race. The president is undeterred. If we don't try, we may never know who this enemy is or what they want. This person literally walked onto one of our most secured facilities and left bodies piled up in their wake, Marion. We have no defense against them. Marion is starting to understand and she sighs in agreement. She holds out her left arm and makes that pattern that she had learned recently over the symbol in her arm. The emblem begins to glow and four bubble-shaped images begin to take shape above her arm. One for each person in the room. The one representing Special Agent Barnhart is very faint. Now that's a new trick, the president says. Marion starts to swipe around the spheres, allowing her to see other people in the hospital. She's looking for a particular type of sphere, like the one that Johnny had. One that would allow for more than one personality within the host. Nothing on this floor, she mumbles to herself. She begins to scan the other floors of the facility. Wait a minute, she says. What's this? What is it, the president says. There's a host. It looks like the third floor. But there's no scion in it. There's no no Edenite. But it looks like it's still alive. How is that possible, Mason demands. No idea, Marion says, but let's go check it out. She goes to leave the room and Mason follows behind. Mason demands, hey, when are you going to show me how to do that wavy thingy over your arm? Marion's frustrated. She just says, come on. About 20 minutes later, they return and find the president in the hallway outside of the special agent's room. The president asks them what they found. You can tell Mason does not want to let the president down. But he has to. It's not good, Mason says. The only candidate we could find was a 10-year-old girl. She's in a coma. She's the host without the scion. The family is actually taking her off life support tonight. There's nothing we can do. We have to do something, Mason. I am convinced that there's something much bigger and much more dangerous than we realize going on here. Our national security is at risk here. What if this guy sets his sights on a nuclear facility or a chemical weapons storage facility? Just then they hear alarm sounds coming from inside Colby Barnhart's room. The hospital staff go rushing in and begin to work on him. The president looks very concerned. After a few tense moments, they're able to stabilize the agent. The doctor comes from the room and informs the president that it's only a matter of time and that there is little hope that Agent Barnhart will make it through the night. The president looks at Marion with a glare that tells her she has to do something. 
She thinks to herself for a minute and then says, The only thing we can do is try to transfer him into the body of that 10-year-old girl. This might buy us a little time so we can find another host. Mason doesn't like this idea. He says, but what are we going to do about her family? They're planning a funeral in a few days. They've all gathered here today to say goodbye to their daughter. The president chimes in. At this point, I don't think we have any other options. Once the family has said their goodbyes, we'll attempt the transfer. If it doesn't work, then no harm done. If it does work... Then we'll have a few extra days to find another host or at least try and talk to him and get the information he has. Then we can get the young girl's body back in time for the funeral. Mason says, that is about the craziest thing I think I have ever heard. But honestly, I'm getting used to crazy. Let's do it. About an hour later, the 10-year-old has been brought into a hospital room and placed in a bed next to the bed of Special Agent Barnhart. The little girl is 10 years old. Mary and Mason and the president are there prepping to attempt the transfer. Medical staff has been asked to wait outside. Marion brings up the portable Genesis device on her arm and isolates the host of the little girl and the special agent. Very carefully, she navigates the scion or the personality of the agent into the host of the 10-year-old girl. Almost instantly, the heartbeat meter connected to Agent Barnhart goes flat. But no change can be seen in the 10-year-old girl. Come on, the president says. This has got to work. After a few moments, there's still no sign of any change. They are beginning to lose hope. Suddenly, next time on Hosts of Eden Season 2, Marion and Mason find out if they're able to successfully transfer Colby into the body of the 10 year old girl. And an old friend stops by with a very new problem. Well, I'm going to the beach where I belong. It's Coca-Cola nights at the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. And Wednesday and Thursday nights after 5. Bring a Coca-Cola can and get... Unlimited rides for just $14.95. Well, the Wednesday and Thursday nights after 5. Unlimited rides for just $14.95. At the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. In the warm California sun. Boardwalk.